Hey, this is Rusty James. I mean, hey, it's the night. And this is your host, Rusty James. Time for jazz and green tea and biscotti. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. It is still November 10th, 2015. And this is the ride. Well, it's good to be caught off guard sometimes, you know. That's okay. We all can roll with it, can't we? I think so. So I am episode number five today in a binge cast. Excited that the Lord's going to provide some wisdom. Wisdom that I haven't even prepared for. That's what's exciting about it. I don't even know what's going to happen. And I am anticipating. Anticipation. It's making me wait. Okay, that really throws me into a whole nother decade. That's like in the 70s, man. Okay, when I started singing that, what did you think of? Did you think of a song on the radio? Or did you see a red bottle of something pouring out slowly. Many of you will not have a clue what I just said. But that's okay. I live in a whole nother world, man. It's good to throw change into the mix now and then. Makes life exciting, don't you think? Today I had to travel to the other side of my state. So that's kind of a change. It's a little bit of a mixture in my world. What's exciting today is that we had very high success with what we were doing. I'm not needing to stay another day. Might have to come back later in the week though, but that's okay. Good success today. Thank you Lord for helping us, really. You know, even even though it's a simple, or maybe not so simple, thing, a natural thing, you can give God glory for that. I prayed for God to help me today. I got a feeling that, you know, the one who created the universe knows a thing or two about engineering. I mean, it'd be silly to think that he knows nothing about what I do when he created my brain. (laughs) Sometimes we don't give God enough credit. Seriously, I think sometimes we think, man... God, why don't you stay out of this? You don't understand the situations I go through. You have no idea what she said about me. What he did to me. You just wouldn't understand. It's because we put God in a box is why. God's bigger than a box. He invented the word box. He invented all of the little parts of the cells of your body and things that you don't even know what to call them he he knew what they were and he invented them and he created them out of a word how dare we think he doesn't understand i think that's a ploy of our enemy you know what he does he says you know what he doesn't understand what you're going through but i do 
And you know how he, you know how he does that? He doesn't do it that way because that would imply that he's there and then, you know, we have to understand who he is. No, no, he's much more sinister than that. He says, God doesn't understand your issues. Not like you do because you ought to be your own God. And that's how he does it. And he says, and he gives us little hints too. He says, you know, if you really want to deal with this situation, you should drown it. Drown these sorrows. That's right. God doesn't deal with you and deal with those situations. He doesn't understand your situation here. Drown it. Drown it in this vice. Whatever the vice happens to be. But God can't help you out, but I can. What do you do when the world throws a change up at you? Something happens different, out of ordinary. What do you do? Do you worry about it? Sometimes we do. But you know what? I, I've learned that life is going to throw curveballs. So I just learned to have a good mitt. Something that can handle it. Something that doesn't sting my hand. I figure my relationship to God is kind of that mitt. It kind of handles the blows that might come my way. Come at me from different angles. I'm going to trust Him no matter what. I think you should do the same. For all I know, that's what you are doing. You are doing it, so that's good. I'm kind of in a more mellow mood right now, because I'll tell you, in the morning I've got some caffeination going on, and I didn't get any today. None whatsoever. So I'm kind of mellow. I'm a mellow fellow. That's what I'm talking about. I'm changing it up on you. Can you deal with it? I was pumped this morning, and it was still dark. Now it's dark, and I'm pumped, but I got a different kind of flow going. Different kind. It's all right. I don't want to. I don't want you to think I'm just one-dimensional. I've got multi-facets. That's right. I used a big word, facets. I think that's what happens when uh, when we put God in a box, is we think that He's not multifaceted, but He is. Not only is he strong, but he's soft. He's strafed. And he's loving and bold. He's bluffing. He's the king on a thousand hills. And he's a sweet, small, quiet voice. And he can be counted upon as the exposer of truth whether that's good or bad for you. By the way, it's always good for you, but the process of exposing, oh, sometimes that's not as fun. But I know God's good. And he chastises those he loves, his children. Is that the word? I know he disciplines. Is chastising the same thing? I'm going to think so. You have to correct me if I'm wrong there. So what do you do when things change up on you? 
you're going along through life and all of a sudden boom for a while there Hollywood movies would do this thing it was a special effect and once something gets really popular they do it all over the place you may recall when the movie Matrix came out that whole stop-motion stuff it's kind of popular where you take the camera and you have a special camera studio going on with multiple cameras and you can freeze frame and actually manipulate the image as though you could slow down time it's a pretty cool effect but you know we grew tired of that it'd been done before and before that there was one where you change the depth of field on your camera but you would zoom in on the subject so it looked like you were zooming in on the subject but the but you could see more and more of the background it's kind of like a, a cool a cool um, effect and it it caused you to, to, to feel weird inside something was wrong something you knew something was wrong and that you know that grew old too but more of the recent one the recent one is where you're driving along in your ride, talking to your neighbor, everything is good. Insert joke here in the script. Ha 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 ha. Bam! Broadsided. Didn't see that coming. They've done that over and over now. That uh, I'm, I'm at the point now where if two people are talking in a car and somebody does a joke and they start laughing or or if it's lighter conversation I'm just waiting for that truck to just Mack truck and t-bone them but when those things were first hitting the movies man that took your breath away and that's what can sometimes happen in life something comes from out of the blue and takes your breath away I touched on this a little bit this morning um, you know, I'm, I'm aware of some relationships, some married relationships that are had quickly come to a point of knocking the air out of one or both of the partners. And I had a, a rebuke for those who are not living in forgiveness for things that should be released and forgiven and, and given over to the Lord. But you know, when something like that happens to a relationship, man, it's like the world has come to a stop. And you wonder, where is God in this? I thought I was doing everything right. You know, I thought I was doing everything right, and then they did something. They did something to me. They, they cheated on me. Or I was the cheater because things just weren't going right anymore whatever the case there was something that broke and something t-boned your car what do you do what can you do what you should do is get on your knees right now and ask the Lord for some wisdom because we all need it wisdom in knowing what should have been done and what should be done now. The should-haves, it's a little late for, but it might be good to think about that in the event you maybe want to do that again, and maybe you shouldn't have. But wisdom to know what to do at this point. What do we do, Lord? So here's a, here's a tidbit. 
Now I know I'm not talking to a lot of the people. I'm not speaking right into into your heart right now. But some people might be going through this. So just, just bear with us all, okay? This might be good information to think about in the future, though. If you've been in a married relationship and things got severed and you are now separated emotionally, physically, sexually, whatever it is, there's a disconnect in the proper way things should be relating. My recommendation is to go before your Father in Heaven and seek His heart. And then do the harder thing. Now remember, if there was something wrong that happened, you know, criminally wrong or abuse-wise, I'm not speaking to that right now. I'm talking about, you know, feelings are hurt and um, maybe somebody stepped out of the marriage covenant or whatever. Get on your knees, ask the Lord for wisdom, and then do the next thing, which is harder, which is to pray for that person, your partner. Pray for them. The very selfless kind of prayer that a mature Christian should be doing. Get on your knees and do it. Lord God, help them to see what your will is in this situation. And help me to see what your will is in this situation. And you know, God's will is for unity within those in a covenant relationship. And I'm not a pastor, so I haven't heard all of the excuses. But I am married, and I've can imagine what a lot of the excuses are and ain't none of them gonna fly with me unless it's you know like I said before those really severe issues so I'm kind of on the mellow tonight for this one but I know that I can change things up I can go from one topic to another and as long as it works with the Word of God I think I'm all right the marriage vows, the marriage covenant is very sacred. No joke, no lie. Till death do us part. Now maybe I'm going to be off on a limb here. But if you're both serving the king, I think unification is required. You made a covenant. Are you a man? You know, are you part of mankind? Whether you're female or male? Okay. What God has joined, let no man separate. But God, they don't understand me. Okay. Help them to understand you. You know, I've been amazed how we don't sometimes discuss things that we really should talk about in a marriage. I'm not going to talk about it right now, but sex is a big thing. People don't seem to want to talk about it. We seem to think about it a whole lot. <laughs> well, you know, you got to talk about stuff. And so that's all I'm going to say about that subject. But but other things in a, in a marriage relationship, you got to talk about it. And it, but they, but they don't get talked about in much the same way. You know, um, you know, what do you, what, what do you want? What would you like? 
when it comes to this? What do you feel like if we don't have a date night more often? Or, you know, a certain amount of times. You know, that kind of thing. Silly little things like that mean a lot. You need to understand your spouse. There's an actor, his name's, I think it's Terry Crews. Used to be a football player. He's uh, on the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I just caught an interview recently where he was talking about how I guess I am talking about sex a little bit more (laughs) where he and his wife decided to do a sex fast for 90 days I thought that's that's pretty cool I I don't know what his situation is whether he's a believer or not I got a I kind of got a feeling he might be but I don't know Uh, you know he's on the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine which I I like that show but you know, the writers aren't Christians. You know, I'm fairly confident about that. But anyway, um, it's fairly tame, but it's pretty funny. But anyway, Terry's on that. He's kind of funny, and uh, but he was being interviewed, and he was talking about the sex fast and how it was really awesome for their marriage. Because, you know, when they would hang out and go on dates or whatever, that aspect of the marriage wasn't part of the festivities, if you will. So that led them into more talking, more intimacy of just cuddling together and talking together and understanding each other more. I thought that was really cool. And so when you're in this situation when you are contemplating this whole separation business and you're not understanding your your mate and you don't want to try anymore. They don't seem to want to try anymore. Why should I try anymore? Maybe you gotta be radical. Maybe th- maybe you gotta maybe you gotta change some things up in the in the marriage, like Terry Crews did. Be like Terry Crews. I hope I got his name right. So maybe instead of having stuff happen to you, you happen to stuff. How about that? I think I'm gonna need to stop and get some caffeine so I can like get back into my usual vibe you have to let me know you have to let me know if you like this more mellower dude I don't know so I hope this has been helpful you know you never can go wrong by getting into the Word of God am I right and here's the thing we need to pray and live in peace and when you're in a separated kind of condition, there's, lo- a not, there's not a lot of peace there. And I'm going to tell you, you might think that it has given you peace. Because, hey, the conflict seems to have been abated. But can I tell you, that is a ploy of our enemy to get you off target. Much like he's saying, you know, 
drown your sorrows in, in this thing. Well, he's saying drown your sorrows in misbehavior and disloyalty, really, to your spouse that you, you're supposed to be in covenant with. And, he's, and it's, it's presenting itself like it's peace, but it's not peace. It's the absence of peace. It's, it just, it's like getting drunk and drowning your sorrows. It's like numbing you to the issue at hand. You know what? The issue might be with you and your immaturity. It's likely it's an issue with both of you and both of yours immaturity because ain't none of us to the level of maturity we need to be at. So anyway, we need to pray and live in peace. And now here you go. Pray for those who persecute you. And I bet you, you're thinking that you're under some kind of persecution through this whole thing because your opinion isn't being appreciated by the other one. And so they quickly become an enemy. But you need to pray. You need to pray for that other one. And I do believe that if you really are honest about this and really want to see God first, there will be a restoration that will bring glory to God and to your marriage. You got to believe for it. You got to expect it. Will it happen on the next day? Maybe not. Likely not. But sometimes in things like this, there needs to be a growth that happens. And that takes some time sometimes. So you pray for those who persecute you. And know that even though the world throws some curveballs at you, our God can give you some protection to handle it and some wisdom to maybe throw some curves at the world. How about that? All right? You stay strong now. And I will see you on the flip.